0: laws, the laws of success, the, kind of like the laws of life, laws of living, there's a number of them out there, and uh, yesterday we talked about the, the law of abundance, and and uh, today I want to talk to you a little bit about the law of causative effects, but before, before we start, hey, welcome, welcome to another episode of Your Success DNA, I'm the guy behind the microphone, Tracy the Ace Brinkman, the ace up your sleeve, coming at you with a little bit of you know, some tips, and some techniques and hopefully a little motivation. And you know what's funny is I'm chatting with a couple of folks over the course of this week who have uh, number of the folks, uh, free, you know, premium and, and non premium folks, that have been commenting on some of the content. And, um, and I like getting the feedback. And so if you, you know, shoot me an email, uh, drop me a, a note on Facebook, leave a comment on the blog, wherever you want to leave a note, uh, I, I happily read them and I respond to all of them. I may not respond to all of them like within an hour, but certainly within about 24 hours, you will hear back from me, uh, at least, if nothing else, saying thank you. A lot of times there will be questions in there, and I'll, I'll respond to those. But I've got a comment of um, good content, Tracy, uh, hitting home, and uh, as I'm saying this, I know she's going to be listening. She's going she's gonna to realize I'm talking about her, um, and, but then uh, she turned around and said that she didn't like it because it was getting a little close to the marks, some of the stuff she could relate to. And it made me think. Um, uh, she actually left a, a comment to the effect that it was she went into the episode uh, feeling okay, and it came out of it not feeling as okay. And here's here's one of my thoughts about that. I, I'm not here to uh, to bring anybody down. Uh, actually, that's uh, completely the other side of what, of what the goal of Your Success DNA is, Your Success at Last. And and me, Tracy himself, is, is really, I'm, I'm really here to give you that oomph, that inspiration, that motivation. That's why I created Your Success at Last and Your Success DNA and, and the other uh, two or three shows that I do. I mean, that's like 16 um, shows a week that come at you uh, from the website. And of course, I just give you the Monday on free, and then the rest of them are for the premium members. But uh, I, I do not, in any of the episodes, want to upset anyone. That said, there is going to be content that is going to strike people differently. Uh, again, I you know, I'm not, like I said yesterday, I'm no psychologist, no psychiatrist. I'm just a guy who's been studying this stuff for uh, a couple of decades now, have tried a number of things. Some of it's worked, some of it's failed, some of it's worked for me, and I've uh, shared with other folks and didn't work for them. I'm just, I'm sharing what I'm going to call the distillation of a couple of decades of, of learning and, and trying and, and falling on my face and getting back up and, and you know, bandaging my wounds and, and sharing with you so that you can, you know, uh, hopefully learn through, through some of my trial and errors and hear some of the things that worked and some of the things that didn't work and say, well, know, yeah, it might work for me. And if you want to try it, go for it. Uh, one of the things I, I was lucky enough to learn really early uh, at an early age uh, was from Bruce Lee was to try everything and discard that that doesn't work for you. Man, that's about the simplest way to put it right there right? try a lot of things Bruce Lee studied I think it was like eighteen different forms of martial arts and he kept what was useful to him and discarded what, what wasn't and kind of created his own art form and I just I want that for you create your own personal development art form your own self-help martial arts as it were your own self-help Wing chong and I, and to, loop this, to look back around again, some of these things I'm saying, you know what, uh, they're going to strike home. And that's a good thing. But if they make you feel bad, on the surface it's a bad thing. However, if you think about it, any time you've broken through, I bet you've broken through because of discomfort. You were discontent. You were unhappy with circumstances of the situation. And you finally decided you know what I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more and you did something about it so if I, if, if I give you a little discomfort don't think about it as purely a bad thing come at it from okay he get he home with that and I'm not feeling so hot about what he is saying however he gave me a couple of tips let me try that or let me go listen to something else and maybe they'll give me a couple of better ideas because you know what Tracy isn't always right you now I just that's just fact but all that said is, if you're feeling a little discomfort, perhaps you need to do like I said before, and and stand in front of that mirror, be it uh, you know physical or or emotional or mental, and ask yourself the 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 plain questions. And and if you're happy with your life, you know what? That's awesome. That rocks. Don't change for me. God, don't change for me. Only change for yourself, right? Only go for it for yourself. So and that 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 really kind of brings us right to. Thursday's question. And Thursday's question is, what do you really want? What do you want? Right? What do you want from your life, from your spouse, from your family, from your job, from your career, from your community, from your family, from your state? What do you really want? And knowing what you really want is going to help guide you. I mean, all the questions I ask during the course of the week are all about the things that are going to help guide you along the path to the life that you desire, that you deserve, that you, you dream about. And if you have that already, again, rock on. Be happy. If you don't, what do you need to do to start heading that way? And these are the, what all these questions are about. Now, you can look at it from a couple of different angles. You can look at it about being optimistic, or you can look about it being pessimistic. And really, this is what, probably one of the most important applications of one of the laws. And this is going to bring it back to what I want to talk about. The law of cause and effect. You see, your thoughts are causes, and conditions are the effects, right? The actions are the effects, okay? What this means is that your thought can be creative. You can create the world by the way you think. Now, I'm not saying this in a delusional sense, right? Nothing in your world really has any meaning except for the meaning that you give it, that you think about it, that you talk about it. So if I say something here and it strikes a chord, it's because it has some sort of meaning to you. And if you don't care about it, then it doesn't strike a chord. It doesn't hit home, and it really has no effect on your emotions or any action that you take. However, if you do, and it does, then it's going to carry an equal, and maybe sometimes even a little stronger amount of impact on you, your goals, and your life. So, I want you to be optimistic, but I want you to be realistically optimistic. Right? It's a little pause. Realistically optimistic or optimistically realist. I think they're kind of the same thing. They can have a couple of different connotations, depending how you want to define the two terms, but here's a cool thing. You know, there have been thousands of people over the years that have been interviewed and, and what did the interviews have been all about? What do they think about most of the time? And as you can imagine, right, most of the successful and happy people, you know what they think about all day long? Yeah, that's right. Happy, optimistic people think about what they want and how to get it most of their waking hours. That's it, right? They may not have it, but they're happy going after it. See, that's one one of the great quotes of the time, and I can't remember... Who specifically said, and there's been so many variations of it, but the happiness doesn't come from the, re, the attainment of a goal. It comes from the journey towards the goal. Like I mentioned on yesterday's episode, you know, it's not about making the million dollars. It's about who you become when you make that million dollars who you have to change into in order to earn that first million dollars right or that first hundred thousand dollars a year or the first fifty thousand dollars a year what it is for you see the more you think and talk about what you want the happier you become the more that you think and talk about what you don't want yeah unhappy right the more unhappy you become so these are the folks that you can run into that have lost their jobs and they're like down at the local pub hanging out, boohooing into their beer. And you know what? We all have to go through that. We all have that emotional pitfall when that happens. But then the happy people flip the script and start thinking about what they want. Okay, I want this kind of job and I want to do this and I want to move that. I want to live in this kind of house and do that. And they start taking action towards it. And their view of life begins to change. You see, based on God, of any number of psychological studies I've read, the happiest people seem to have the quality that enables them to live better than average. You know what that one quality is? Yeah, optimism. And it's not just rose-colored, pie-in-the-sky, silver lining on the cloud thing, right? This is realistic optimism I don't want you to be just oh everything's great oh it's awesome I lost my job oh that's awesome because Tracy said there's gonna be something new around the corner for me well yeah there's gonna be something new around the corner for you but not if you sit there down at the pub boohooing your beer heck not even if you sit at home in the in your kitchen weeping into your coffee nothing's gonna happen you gotta get up and you gotta take action the best news about optimism ladies and gentlemen it's a learnable quality yeah You can learn to be more positive. You can learn to be more confident. You can learn to be an optimistic person by thinking the way optimists do, eh? most of the time. And you don't have to do it all the time. I'm not optimistic all the time. It happens. We all have these things. I mean, if you study Eastern psychology, I think the folks back in the East really got it down pat. They realized the majority of our thoughts are negatively leaning. It's just us folks here in the West, and I say us folks here in the West because I'm in the United States, and about 77% of my listeners are here in North America, Um, we seem to have it twisted backwards. Oh, we should be thinking positive all the time. Well, our mind's not geared that way. It's a a learned trait, right? And you can learn to be more uh, positive, more optimistic most of the time, right? Optimists, they, they seem to have a different way of dealing with things in the world and 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 everything that goes on around them, it kind of sets them apart from the average, right? I mean, first, as I mentioned, they keep their minds on what they want, and they keep looking for ways to get it. Here's the cool thing. That's what I'm talking about, saying goals. When you keep your mind on what you want, when you have that focus, it seems like everything around you almost lines up. All these little Clues pop up. It's like when you buy a red car. All of a sudden, there's red cars everywhere. When you buy the, uh, a certain kind of pair of shoes, you start noticing other people that have that kind of shoes. It's, it's, it's your mind saying, oh, check it out. There it is over there. So when you have that focus and you're clear about your goals and you're confident that you can accomplish them even a little bit just most of the time sooner or later, okay, then you start becoming aware of those clues and you start grasping those opportunities, right? And second thing, optimists look for the good in every problem or difficulty. Now, let's be honest. Here's where the realistic part comes in, right? With problems and difficulties. And by definition, difficulties are, yeah, difficult, right? They're not easy. Otherwise, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Uh, so you've got to think about these things. Right? When things go wrong, and they will, and they do, they don't just say, oh, that's awesome. No, what they do is they look at the situation. What can I learn from it? What do I need to do next? And take action from that, right? They find something positive about the situation, and that something positive could just be, wow. I lost somebody but at least while I had them I learned this and I learned that and I learned that. And it could be you be you're getting out of a horrible relationship. What's good about that? You're out of a horrible relationship. Hello. And now you know some of the clues about the kind of person you no longer want to be with. Right? There it is. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you did wrong things, right? It just means that okay, that was a bad situation. Now you're out of and it's something. If you try something and you fail, well, now you know. And now you have an experience. Huh? Now you can learn from that and move on and try something else, and maybe take action the next time and do the right things. Michael Jordan says it great. He talks about, "Yeah, I'm the number one guy in basketball, but here are all the times that I was given the winning shot and I missed. Here are all the times I had to game winning shot and I lost." All the times I tried this and all the times I tried that when I fell on my face and tripped and stumbled and fumbled and fell. But he's still number one. Why? Because of all those times he tried and failed and then tried again and tried again. He was optimistic. He knew he could be better. He knew he could learn from that opportunity. Okay? Now, another quality about optimists is they seek the valuable lesson with every setback. And I'm kind of repeating myself here, but I just, I got to drive this home, right? Rather than getting upset, and blaming someone else, right? The government, universe, God. I've heard some people say, Why did God do that to people? Why did God do that to me? What happened? And they get all take over their emotions. And wh- what they do is, they, your optimism, your realistic optimists are gonna pause and say, Okay, well, let's be real for a moment, right? Here's what happened. Here's what I could do better. Here's what I can do again. What can I learn from the experience? You know, about 95% of everything you do is going to be determined by your habits. Whether those habits are good or bad, that's going to be determined by them. Are you habitually trying to eat better? Hmm? Yeah? Maybe? Yes? No? Are you habitually trying to treat your body a little bit better? And I'm not saying you have to go work out every day. I'm saying maybe you try it a couple of times a week and then three times a week whatever it is are you habitually telling that person that you love that you love them and if you're not well there you go ninety five percent of everything you do and what you get from it is determined by your habits whether they're good or bad and replace the bad ones there it is Boom. done right See, when you repeatedly look for good and seek valuable lessons in, in in all the obstacles and all the disappointments and all the pain and all the happiness that you go through, you're going to develop a habit of thinking like an optimist. And this isn't going to happen tomorrow. And this isn't going to happen next week. Right? This is going to be a slow boat turning. And you've got to gut it out. You've got to stick through it. But you can do it. As a result, you're going to feel happier. You're going to feel a little healthier. All right? And you, you really, you're going to feel a whole lot more in control of your world, right? And, and about the healthier piece, what I mean by that is, I've read, read and seen and talked to, and more and more doctors are coming to the conclusion that, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be nice here, 80 percent more of the diseases that they're encountering, diseases and ailments, right, are of a psychosomatic nature. Hmm? Which means that it's in the mind and it's affecting the body. People are so wound up and so pissed off or so upset or so worried that they're getting sick from it. Or they're not they're letting things affect their mood and their mood's not letting them eat and then their body's, you know, getting weakened from not eating and having the right nutrition and you know, it's just this downward spiral of the snake eating itself. See, so you've you've gotta take those moments to say, All right. That sucked that was bad right what can I learn from it really and then what I need to do next a maybe to keep it from happening again or B, to continue on from here to where I want to go because you know what? when you set a goal today a week from now a month from now a year from now where you are towards that goal is gonna be different it may be closer maybe a little left a little to the right you're gonna adjust your course right you may decide you know I don't even want that goal anymore you know, John said, "I'd be great at that." And I decided to set that goal. I, I don't want to do it. it. It's not fun. And if it's not fun, why do you want to do it? Huh? So you have gotta. Uh, it, here you go. You gotta adjust your your viewpoint and adjust your your mental um, construct around these things. Okay. So what I want you to do is, I want you to resolve from now on to to try to consciously try to have the the glass of life to be. Half full rather than half empty, and people used to say, "Hey Tracy, is your glass half full or half empty?" You know what I tell them? Depends on what's in it, huh? <laughs> right? Because right? if it's you know something I don't want to drink, it's half full. Right? If it's something that I really like to drink, it's it's half empty. But either way, it's half, right? I want you to take a minute and really give thanks for all the blessings in your life, and start with everything internally, right? You got five fingers and five toes. You don't. You only have one. Well, guess what? You have one. Do you have the ability to to uh, engage with people? Everything. Start with everything small and begin building outwards. Now, now, be thankful for your dog. Be thankful for the people that love you. Be thankful for the home you live in, no matter how ramshackle it may be. You you have a place to live. Be thankful, you know, and to, and to start growing out. So give thanks for all the things that you have, rather than worrying and planning about all the things that John or Joe or Jane has that you don't have. Hmm? And start thinking about the things you want, and how you can go about getting them. Assume the best of the intentions of yourself and everyone around you. And then when you see that some people don't have the best intentions, and some people don't, well, that's where the realist part comes in. Okay? You can still be a realist, and still be optimistic. Well, I'm optimistic. You know, most people in the world are good people. There are a few mean, nasty, ugly people out there. I mean, ugly from an emotional and the way they carry themselves sense, not physically ugly. Anyway, so, and as long as you keep that positive viewpoint of the world with that realistic, you know, edge to it, I think you'll do really well. So, A few tips there for you. I I know I babbled on for a bit, but it was just it was something that was going on. I figured I'd share it with you, working with a little of the content I I had in here, so it may be a little jumble today, and for that I I do apologize. But again, like I always say, I I'm here to be real with you. And and I think being optimistically real is is probably one of the greatest ways to live. And you know what, I, I haven't always been this way. Uh it it's taken me years to be like this. I used to do escapism, and I still do from time to time. And um, it's like a warm blanket. Trust me. You've got to throw it off. Like I said yesterday, you've got to throw that puppy off and just face the world, take it on head-on, and, uh, and get rid of it. Or at least get it behind you, whatever it may be. So I uh, hope you've been enjoying the full week of your success, DNA. We'll be back with you tomorrow. And in the meantime, I'm going to leave you like I always do, think successfully. Take action. Bye-bye.